podcast, Biblical Questions. We're excited you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified and you as our listeners would be edified. For more information about us, please visit our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. There you can find out a lot more information about us. You can listen to past podcasts. You can find our social media accounts and links to those. A way of contacting us uh, to submit a Bible question or ask for a prayer request. We have a lot more information there. And if it's not there, uh, submit us a, a question and we'll do our best to answer it. We're going to do something perhaps a little bit different today. We're going to do something, uh, the Christian Creed is kind of what I'm trying to get in this title, uh, Biblical Facts in Which I Believe. This is something that uh, a guy at work asked me, what do you really believe? And so this is what, uh, what we're going to do today. And this is something that we all should probably be uh, quickly able to, to do. And so we're going to read a lot of Bible verses today. And so please have a Bible handy and ready to go. So this way you and I can be on the same page. And I'm going to start reading here with 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 12 and 14. For this reason I also suffer these things, but I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Retain the standard of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. Guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which he has entrusted to you. Okay, this is the Apostle Paul writing to uh, Timothy, a young preacher. So a creed is a brief statement of religious belief or a confession of faith. We do not know what we believe, do we? Can you actually, you know, like the question was asked to me, what do you believe? Can you actually cite what you believe? A creed is a simple and orderly way of writing down and remembering some basic articles of faith. A creed is only bad if it contains beliefs or principles that are contrary to the Bible or ignores teachings, or becomes a substitute for Bible study. And I'm trying to give some really serious thought to this podcast, uh, to my beliefs. And I've kind of got this list kind of gathered here together. Again, this is not a uh, an exhaustive list. This is not just exactly 12 and not any more or less. Uh, I've enjoyed kind of trying to go through some of this to, to try to get everything wrote down that I wanted to say. Generally, I don't even take notes for a podcast. I just kind of talk. And so this was really good for me. I hope that, uh, that you would share uh, your faith and enjoy to the people that you know and what you believe. So the first thing is uh, I believe in the Trinity. I believe in the Trinity, the, the Elohim, God or the Godhead or our deity, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, there is an intelligent design, again, behind the beginning of all life, as described in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. And 
Acts chapter 17, verses 24 through 28 is what I'm going to read here. The God who made the world and all things in it, since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives all people life, breath, and all things. Verse 26, And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times, and the boundaries of their habitation. Verse 27, And they would seek God, and perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and exist, as even some of your own poets said, for we are also his children. Psalm chapter 8, verses 3 through 9. Psalm 8, 3 through 9. When I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which ye have ordained, what is a man that you might take thought of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than God, and you crown him with the glory of majesty. You make him to rule over your works of your hands, you have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also all the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes their paths of the sea. You know, something else here that you know kind of comes to mind as, as I read this. In verse 3, the moon and the stars. You know, there's a popular teaching now going around uh, that the moon was not here when the earth was formed. Well, the Bible just blew that out of the water. Uh, the moon it was here when uh, David wrote this psalm. And David is being inspired by the Holy Spirit and said the moon has always been there. So, the second thing would be, uh, I believe in the Bible. That it is the inspired word of God. And it is how God speaks to us today. You can read Second Timothy 3.16 and 17 for that. Second Peter Chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. Hebrews 4, verse 12. The Old and the New Testament, believing all of that is actual events that really took place. They are not stories made up. They are actually took place. For example, the flood and the ark, the ten plagues of Egypt, the parting of the, of the sea, manna from heaven, the falling of the walls of Jericho. I mean, the list goes on and on. What about the New Testament? Miracles of Jesus. He turned water into wine. He, he walked on water. He calmed the storm. He fed thousands of people. He gave sight to the blind. Allowed the deaf to hear. His raising of the dead. Believe all of that. Everything that's in the Bible, I believe. A third thing is I believe in Jesus himself, his pre-existence in heaven, that he is God in the flesh. And that would be in John chapter 1. Uh, let's turn there if you, if you have your Bible, and let's read John chapter 1. And I'm just going to select a couple of verses here. But in the first verse says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning 
with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Verse 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And if you would, I mean, you can keep reading, but let's jump on down to verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory. Glory is the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Okay, so as you study this out, the first couple of verses in the word, the word, the word, well, then in verse 14, the apostle says the word became flesh. So that word, logos, in the Greek, is, is God. And Jesus is God. I believe in him. I believe that the Psalms, uh, the prophets, uh, they all foretold of a coming Messiah, that Jesus would come. I, I accept every detail about the crucifixion about his burial, his resurrection, the appearances to the 500 up to the day of Pentecost, he appears to people. And I believe in the ascension into heaven. Okay, the Apostle Paul, he would write to the church in Corinth, talking about the facts here. 1 Corinthians 15, starting in verse 1. Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received, in which you also stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast to the word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, as the first most importance, what I received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. Verse 5. And that he appeared to Cephas and to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom until now are here, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James and to all the apostles and to the last of all, to the one untimely born, he also appeared to me. Okay, so I believe in Jesus, everything about Jesus. The next thing I would say, I, I believe in the redemptive power of the blood, the redemptive power of the blood of Jesus. Without the blood of Jesus, there is no salvation. There is nothing. There is no cleansing of sins. There is no forgiveness of sins. Period. And so do I believe in the redemptive power of the blood of Jesus? Absolutely. And I mean all sins. doesn't matter uh, how evil or vile. They are all forgiven for the person who believes in the redemptive power of the blood repents. The... The power of the blood can be found throughout the New Testament. Mark chapter 26, uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, uh, 1 John chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 9. Okay, And so uh, those are some places for those who really are studying and, and want to go and listen uh, for themselves uh, what the Word of God has to say. 
I believe that Jesus, the next thing, he's, he's crowned. He is the reigning king. He's always been a king. He says so at his trial. Uh, he never denies who he is. I know there's a popular teaching in our culture today, especially in America, that Jesus never, ever uh, identified himself to the Jews as the Messiah in his day and time. They've never read the gospel. That's one of the reasons they wanted to crucify him. And he, he was not uh, the Messiah that they wanted. Uh, and so, again, uh, he is our intercessor. He's the advocate. He's our mediator. He is our high priest. And so, I believe all of that. I believe God uses the gospel to call sinners. And let's read here. Uh, Romans chapter 1. Everybody probably already knows where I'm going. But Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God, for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. 1 Peter chapter 1. Verses 22 through 25. Since you have, in obedience to the truth, purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren, fervently love one another from the heart. For you have been born again, not of the seed of the perishable, but imperishable. That is, through the living, enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all of its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls off but the word of the lord endures forever and this is the word which was preached to you so the gospel calls sinners to repentance they can receive it or they can reject it it is a free will of god and those who do not obey and accept the word of god are eternally lost second thessalonians chapter 1 7 through 10 and of course, everybody knows John 3.16. God wants all people to be saved. So, I believe the gospel uses, it, it helps bring people to salvation. It shows them who God is. And again, it's, it's our responsibility as individuals, as the church, to share the gospel to the lost across the sea, across the street, at work, at school, it doesn't matter. Next thing would be, I believe we're saved by grace through faith. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says this. Romans 5, 6 through 9. But that forgiveness of sins and the indwelling and the gift of the Holy Spirit are part of the salvation process. Every conversion that you read about in the book of Acts, they were reading the, the word of God. They, they saw the, what was in the scriptures. They believed it. They repented. Uh, every one of them was immersed. Every example that we have there was immersed. There is a response uh, to this grace that we have. Okay, and so Romans 5, 6 through 9 reads this way. For while we were still helpless, 
At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one would hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man some would, would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9. Much more then, having now been justified, and by his blood we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. Of course, I referred to it a moment ago. Uh, Ephesians Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. You know, I hear so many sermons with verse 8, but some reason we always kind of leave off verse 9. You know, I, I just quiver and shake when I hear a preacher say, I saved. No, you didn't save nobody. Unless you got some nail marks in your feet and in your hands, uh, you didn't save anybody. You just proclaim the gospel. It is the word of God that pierces that heart. It is the word of God that gives faith. And it is grace that we have anything. Honestly, listeners, without grace, we have no baptism. We have no Bible. We have nothing. We are lost. Next thing is, uh, I believe we are all saved uh, all saved individuals are added to the Lord's church. And you can read this in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. So then, those who had received his word were baptized, and that day they were added 3,000 souls. Okay, so uh, those who are saved individuals are added to the church. We, there's a song called, uh, We Are Family. And we need, as the church, we need to share our problems, pray for one another, take care of each other to the best of our abilities, and we should help each other build up our faith. And so, we need to do that. The, the church, I believe, is, is the New Testament, uh, is the model church, the church that we read about in the book of Acts. I mean, uh, they, they met on the first day of, of the week, they had the Lord's Supper on a weekly basis. Some people would actually argue that they had it on a daily basis. And that goes contrary to our teaching that we have today. You know, you ask somebody, how come you only have communion once or twice a year? And the typical response is, oh, we don't want it to lose any of its meaning. Uh, man, I, I really don't buy that one. It's just because either you're too lazy or you're just not really studied the Bible and to trying to follow the example. I don't care what name of the building you walk through. If you're not following the example of the New Testament church in the book of Acts, uh, there, there's some issues. I, I, I believe that we should believe, I do, in the first day of the week of assembling. Uh, not a holy Sabbath, uh, but in order to break bread. Acts 20, verse 7, 1 Corinthians 11. Uh, I think we're supposed to get together and worship together, pray and sing songs, uh, bring an offering for benevolence or mission work, uh, to get together and hear the Word of God and teaching. Because I believe it really matters how we worship Him and what we truly believe. That's why I encourage you, every podcast, to open a Bible and, and follow along. And, you know, 
I've come out of some denominational type stuff as well. I, and the more I read and studied, the more I thought, you know, that that's not right. And that's what it takes to do that. I, I believe Christians are to be Christ-like in their daily living. Uh, we've talked about this in a previous podcast, but uh, godly, uh, moral, being honest, kind, uh, serving a, the, the people around you in a peaceful manner. Uh, spiritual growth should be our, our daily goal. And so let's read a couple of verses that go along with this thought and idea. So turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 11. Verses 5 through 11. Who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you are greatly rejoiced, even now for a little while. If necessary, you have been distressed in various trials, so that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, excuse me, may be found to be a result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 8, And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy and expressionable and full of grace, obtaining as the outcome of your faith of salvation to your souls. Verse 10, As to the salvation, the prophets who prophesied of the grace that would come to you made careful searches and inquiries, seeking to know what person or time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicated as he predicted the suffering of Christ and the glories to follow. So, again, a spiritual growth should be a daily goal. You could read the, Galatians, the whole chapter 5, Galatians 5, to get this idea on how we should be living our daily lives. We should be showing those people around us just by just by our actions and our words that we are living for Christ. I, I really truly believe when Jesus comes the second time, that is the end of the world. That will Time will stop as you and I know it. There will be a general resurrection. Many people call, it the, uh, call that the rapture, to meet him in the air. And you can find all that in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And this will single... Uh, the judgment and the beginning of eternal life, either in heaven or in hell, where all eternal beings, our soul is, and we're all destined to one of two places. Uh, in John chapter 14, in the first two verses, again, uh, Jesus will turn the kingdom over to the Father, and in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, he will present the uh, the bride of Christ. We we are presently in the tribulation. The millennial, uh, the millennial reign of Christ. Say that a hundred times real fast. Uh, Christ has always been reigning, and that's really all that really means. It, there is no future Armageddon. I, I just, I know the teaching. I've tried studying it out. I've tried figuring it all out. And the more I study and read it, it's just too many contradictions in it. Again, at the end of the world, that's that's his coming. And let's read something about that. Uh, let's just turn over one chapter over into Second uh, Peter chapter three, and let's let's look at that real quick, verse ten and following here. 
Second Peter chapter 3, starting in verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with an intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you be to be in a holy conduct and godliness? Looking for the coming, the hastening of the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat. But, verse 13, according to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So, for whatever reasons, everybody kind of goes around these these verses. Uh, they just like to sell books, I guess. But anyway, this is really, I went through a lot of things really quickly. Uh, please listen to the podcast again if you're really interested in taking notes. And, and if somebody walked up to you and said, do you believe? What do you believe? Are you believe because you said a prayer? Or are you believe because you're saved by grace? Do you believe or say because I was just baptized only and walked away and I can still live the life I want to live? Or do you believe that you're saved by grace through faith? Baptism is an act of faith, by the way. Do you believe the church in the New Testament, the book of Acts, should be the model for all of us? I believe it is. And they actually met house to house. And yes, they did go to the temple. And so, you know, worshiping in a building or in a home, either way, I, as long as you're worshiping in spirit and truth, I really have a hard time saying that's all wrong. Um, we are to be Christ-like in our daily living. Uh, I certainly hope that that would be something that you would truly believe in if you are a Christian. Uh, the gospel, God uses that to call sinners into repentance and to, to either accept or reject the gospel message. And the word gospel means good news. And the good news is uh, there is a Messiah, and he came, suffered, and died for us, born of a virgin, you know. Uh, do you believe in uh, the redemptive power of the blood of Jesus? And do you believe in Jesus himself, that he and his preexistence, his virgin birth, all the Old Testament prophecies about him, he fulfilled them all. Uh, do you believe in the Word of God, the complete Word of God, not just selected chapters and verses that uh, everybody seems like to be on their horse about? Uh, but I try very hard to, to bring the podcast uh, from Genesis 1 in the beginning to the word Amen. Uh, try very hard to do that. And we get lots of compliments, and we're very appreciative uh, that people have noticed that we do that. And do you believe in the Trinity, uh, the Godhead? the deity, uh, the Elohim, uh, the creator of all of us. Um, and so that's, like I said, very quickly, uh, kind of some things I went through. I did try to give you some verses and, and read some verses as well. Uh, there's a lot here to talk about, but I, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I hope it's given you something to think about. Uh, what do you truly believe? You know, this Christian creed idea. Uh, I know I was taught the Apostles' uh, Creed when I was a child. Uh, I know many groups still cite that. 
And, you know, that you have to study out why did the Apostles' Creed come around. And kind of what got us in a discussion again here the other day. If you've listened to the podcast enough, you know that we're talking about other people outside of the podcast that we have studies with, uh, meetings with. Uh, sometimes we discuss this at work, at breaks, and lunch, or whatever. And so it just helps uh, me, I guess. I figure we're having the issues and talking about them here. Other people around the world probably are also having the same issues or talking about it or wanting more information about it type thing. And so I certainly hope that you will share your faith and your joy in the biblical knowledge that you have that's been given to you by God that you're blessed with and that you will continue to grow and expand that. I certainly appreciate that you've listened to this podcast and you hope and pray that you will continue to do so. We continually... Every week we have more and more podcast listeners. We, we're just so blessed. Uh, sadly or good, I'm not sure. I guess it's a little of both. majority of those are outside the United States. And so if you're listening within the U.S. and you have a way of helping us financially, uh, we don't ask every week. Uh, we try to trust in God. But we still need to, uh, to, to voice it. We could really use your help. And you can contact us on how to do that. If you want to send it to a church, uh, I can tell you how to do that. Uh, there's also PayPal, and you can send the money directly to us. We are not a 501c, uh, so you're not able to write in that off if you send it directly to us. And just know this. we If you're supporting this co- podcast, this, this is a ministry to us. Uh, you not only are helping others, and you could be your neighbor, but you're helping a worldwide-type ministry. Again, I want to thank you for for listening. Please hit that like button and follow us uh, on our social media accounts. Uh, We're on Facebook, uh, MeWe, LinkedIn, uh, Getter, uh, and a handful of others. But you can find that information on our webpage as well. Again, I want to thank you for listening. May God bless you. And he have a glory.